Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I am your host, Ellie Hope Collins, and I am so glad that you're here. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways that we can claim healing for our lives for from divorce, trauma, betrayal, whatever it is, because Jesus has already extended everything to us. And sometimes he is inviting us to step in and receive that healing for ourselves. We are continuing a series today on Living Reclaimed. And I am so excited to continue this series. We have talked about reclaiming our identity, reclaiming our view of God. Who is he? We talked about reclaiming our emotional and mental health. And today we are going to be talking about reclaiming forgiveness. What is forgiveness? And how can we reclaim it? <laughs> Obviously, this is a huge topic. I mean, books have been written about this, and we're just going to just skim the surface of what forgiveness is and how we can reshape this idea for ourselves. If this is uh, something that you are interested in, I have a very exciting thing happening. My online course is called the Healing from Divorce online course, and we are releasing in just a few weeks. There is just a few more weeks left in the pre-order price. So if you are interested in ordering the online course, the Healing from Divorce online course, head over to my website at hopereclaimedministries.com. Again, hopereclaimedministries.com. I'll have this, all the links in my show notes as well, because this online course is an eight-week-long program designed to launch you into Christ centered healing from divorce. Um, a lot of people have been asking, can I take this course if it's, if I'm not divorced? Absolutely. Take it if you're not divorced. We speak to the brokenness of a marriage, but I do want to encourage you to take it if you have gone through a bad breakup or something like that. If, if you feel that this is going to be applicable for you, then absolutely come on board and buy the course. You'll just, just notice that we do talk about marriage and we talk about divorce kind of in general. Um, but if you feel like it's something that will be applicable to you, absolutely hop on board and buy it. Many people think that forgiveness is just this thing that happens. All of a sudden, I feel better, I feel good, and now I can forgive. But that is not always the case. I want to argue today that forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice that we have to actually step into and one that we have to continue to remind ourselves of that choice. For me, I like to think of forgiveness as a highway. I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I want to flesh it out here for you just a little bit more. Let's imagine that it is a late night. It's dark. It's stormy. Kind of like your life right now. Things aren't going very well, but you have to get in your car and you have to go somewhere. You have to make a choice which direction that you go. You have to make a choice which direction you drive to get to wherever you're going. You decide to merge onto the forgiveness highway. This highway is actually the best place, the most safe place for you to be, but it's full of distractions. It is full of things in the road, debris. It's full of lots of things to try to vie for your attention to get you off of this road. 
But as you drive on this road, you get closer and closer to healing. You get closer and closer to feeling better about yourself, about the thing that happened to you and the person or situation that has caused you to have unforgiveness. As you go on this road, eventually feelings fall into place. I believe that the forgiveness highway there are many detours that we can take. We can, uh, we, we can veer off the side of the road and, and, and go off and get a Dairy Queen or something, but we have to continue to get back on the road. We have to keep going back onto this road, continuing the journey, continuing to drive. That is what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not a destination. Rather, it's a road. <laughs> it's a highway that we merge onto. And as we go, eventually we see mile markers for emotions coming into play. Maybe you're not as angry as you once were with, your, with the person that hurt you. Maybe you, you know, have stopped fantasizing about having them hurt. <laughs> Maybe you're actually experiencing compassion for them. These are all mile markers on the road of forgiveness. And as we drive, we're getting closer and closer to healing. I believe that this idea of forgiveness is really important to just to look at within ourselves. So when I was going through my divorce, I did not walk this out perfectly. Let me tell you, I did not walk this out perfectly. I went through a very painful experience for those of you that aren't familiar with my story. Um, about four years ago now, I discovered my ex-husband's affair. And when I came across this knowledge, I, I, has, I was confronting him with this. And I told him right then and there, I said, I forgive you and I will choose to forgive you every day. That's what I told him. I didn't know what this means. This does not make me at all a saint by any means, but I made a decision in the middle of this crisis to merge onto the forgiveness highway, to walk towards healing, to, to usher that into my life. Now, as I was going through this experience um, of the, the divorce, of the, the separation, I mean, believing that at times, I, I, I believed before we were going through the divorce that restoration would happen in my marriage, and that is not what my ex-husband chose. So all of those moments the pain, him being slow in responding to the divorce decrees, all of that was moments that I could veer off on the side of the road, on the, the highway of forgiveness. All of those moments were things that I chose to, to, to take a little detour and get off of the highway. But God is so faithful because he kept recorrecting me, reminding me that I have chosen to forgive, that I've made a decision to do that. And so I need to continue to go back on that road. So let's talk about a few things that forgiveness is. Um, obviously, not, not all of us are good with analogies or that's not something that we learn the best with. And that's perfectly fine. 
But forgiveness is very rarely a singular moment. Let's just talk in terms of that. It's very rarely the singular moment of the sun shining, the birds singing, everything feels good and sunshine and rainbows and you're forgiven and you, you have forgiven. That is very rarely the case. If only that was the case, that it was that easy. Sometimes we have to forgive before we feel. So forgiveness is a choice. It's a decision that we make, and it's a hard one. It is a tough decision to make, but it is a decision nonetheless. What else is forgiveness? Forgiveness is no longer holding the record of wrongs against the person that hurt you. It is no longer holding that and saying, I'm not going to allow this to have power over me anymore. Forgiveness is letting that go and saying, I release this person. I release the thing that happened and I'm not going to hold on to that anymore. Forgiveness is also boundaries. Forgiveness is boundaries. Forgiveness is not just always allowing the relationship to continue as normal. You've been hurt. You've been, you've been damaged by, by what's happened, but it's not unredeemable. It's not unhealable by the Lord, but sometimes forgiveness means boundaries, putting yourself in a position where you don't need to receive any more pain and hurt from a person. So it can mean boundaries. Let's talk about a few things that forgiveness is not. Forgiveness does not mean that the pain goes away. Forgiveness does not mean that everything, like I said, is sunshine and rainbows and cotton candy. No, sometimes the pain is still there when we are forgiving. Forgiveness is also not forgetting. This kind of goes, this kind of ties into forgiveness also being boundaries. We don't forget what happened. Eventually, the pain will dissipate. Eventually, healing will take place in our own hearts and in our emotions around the thing that happened. But forgiveness does not mean forgetting that it happened and plugging our ears and saying that it, it didn't happen. We live with the knowledge and the, the experience that we had, but God is a redeeming God. And he takes the brokenness and he will use it for you in the future and for his glory. Another thing forgiveness is not, again, goes alongside boundaries. Forgiveness is not always restoring the relationship. Unfortunately, if only that was the case. Sometimes we really desperately want restoration in our marriage, but that takes two willing parties. And forgiveness does not always mean that that's going to happen. And then finally, forget what another thing that forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is rarely a singular monumental moment. Luke 17, 4 says it's this story of the disciples coming to Jesus saying, how, how much, how, how often should I forgive? And Jesus says, 70 times seven, 70 times seven. That is a lot of times. And I don't think that that means times of forgiving a person for different things. I think that that's also continuing to make that decision as we veer off the forgiveness highway. I believe that that is, there is no maximum to the amount of forgiveness that we bestow to a person 
for a single event. It's a decision we have to continue to make over and over again. There's a lot of cases where the person that we are forgiving that needs to be forgiven is not sorry. This is really, really tough. This is a really hard topic because we desperately want justice. We want, we want to show the person who hurt us that we have been hurt, that, that things are not okay. Um, and, and sometimes that person that we need to forgive is not walking in repentance. Repentance is turning 180 degrees from the sin that you've committed. And sometimes we don't get the apology that we need. Sometimes we don't get the apology that we are waiting for. That's so hard. But I want to argue that forgiveness is not as much about the person who hurt us as it is for us. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is not so much about the person who hurt us as much as it is for us. When you merge onto the forgiveness highway, that is for you. It's not for the person who you've been hurt by. So if you're going through a divorce or if you're going through a breakup right now and you are dealing with some unforgiveness, a really powerful thing that you can do to exercise this independence now that you are newly single is to forgive. It's to release the person who has hurt you, who has wronged you, and release them because you're no longer tied to them. When we hold on to the hurt that we have experienced and that we are experiencing, when we hold on to that, we are allowing that person to have more power in our lives. We are allowing that person to have more power, more control over us. And that is so hard. It's normal. <laughs> Let me tell you, it is normal to experience that. But when we merge onto the forgiveness highway, we are releasing that person and saying, this person doesn't hold that power over me anymore. A lot of times, you know, when someone's going through a breakup, they go through a whole big thing on social media where they talk about the person who hurt them, where they, where they share their story in an angry and bitter way, not in an act of forgiveness. And they do that to say, I'm independent, I'm on my own, I can do this. And, and I don't think that that's as much about forgiveness. I think that that's more about holding some bitterness, if I can be totally honest. Our job when we are walking in forgiveness and walking in, walking in freedom after a breakup or a divorce is to release the person who hurt us, saying that this is no longer a part of the narrative in my life. It's no longer a part of the continual narrative. It, it is a part of my narrative and in, in, in my story, but it's no longer holding power over me. So if you're walking through a journey and this, you know, you've been hurt by somebody who isn't sorry, that's really hard. It's really, really hard. But the best thing you can do 
is to release yourself from the hold of that situation. Release yourself, not release the person, but release yourself from it. You actually do have the power to do that. Jesus is the true and honest and ultimate example of forgiveness. I think that forgiving anyone, forgiving in general, is close to impossible without a revelation of Jesus, without a revelation of who he is and his forgiveness for us. This, this act of merging onto the forgiveness highway is, is going to be so much easier for you if you have your eyes on the one, Jesus Christ, who has redeemed and healed and forgiven you from your sin. We talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about Jesus as the reclaimer and the healer and, and having this idea about who he is as a central foundation for reclaiming anything. But Jesus is the absolute healing redemption. And what he has done for you is to bring total and complete restoration and forgiveness for you. So when we have an idea of who he is, of the fact that we have sinned, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, when we have a revelation about that and how Jesus has stepped into our lives to heal us from our sin, it's so much easier to merge onto that forgiveness highway. This actually means that Jesus that Jesus Christ is your co-pilot, that Jesus Christ is in the passenger seat next to you driving down the forgiveness highway. And he's going to help you stay on that road as you navigate. He's going to help you avoid the detours and stay the course. Jesus is right there with you when you have a knowledge of him as the true model of forgiveness. So here are some tips that I have if you are working to reclaim your forgiveness, reclaim what forgiveness is for you. I want to advise you to go on a reclaiming journey. <laughs> go on a reclaiming journey to restaurants, to parks, to places that you have felt hold some painful memories. Again, reclaiming is identifying a fearful and painful internal reaction to a place or thing, choosing to face it head on and create a new positive association. So when you face a place that reminds you of your ex, reminds you of that pain that's coming up, choose to go back there, not out of anger and malice, but actually out of a way of extending forgiveness to the person who hurt you. Go on a reclaiming journey. That's a great way to reclaim forgiveness. Another thing you can do is notice the people that you are with. Who are the people in your life that are surrounding you, that are with you? Are they helping you in your forgiveness journey or are they aiding and encouraging bitterness and resentment in your life? Because the people that we are with make a huge impact on how we choose to 
continue on a reclaiming journey, continue in a uh, forgiveness journey, check who you're with and, and uh, take a look at that a little bit. If they're allowing you to vent a little too much, to, to entertain a little too much anger, maybe recorrect and look at your own motives and communicate that to the people around you. So check the, the people that you're hanging out with. Number three, when you do take a detour on the highway of forgiveness, when you take this detour, recorrect, be quick to recorrect. When you go through an angry experience, when you have one of those days where you do just pull off on the side of the road and you are angry because of what happened, that's okay. It's okay to be angry, but choose to recorrect your emotions. Choose to put your eyes on the prize and say, I'm going to continue to move forward. And if you are getting stuck here, it's okay. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself and just keep going at the pace that you can. Number four, get vocal with your forgiveness. Get vocal with your forgiveness. Jesus was on the cross as he was dying and he was yelling out. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus was vocalizing his forgiveness. So when you have these moments of forgetting that you are on the highway of forgiveness, Start talking to yourself saying, no, I have forgiven him. I have forgiven her. I release her and I am not allowing that to hold any power over me anymore. Just, just say that to yourself over and over again. It's okay to feel. Let me tell you guys, it is okay to feel. You can still feel and still be forgiving in the same time. And the final thing, number five is pray. Pray for yourself in this reclaiming journey, in this forgiveness journey, and pray for the person who hurt you. Pray for them. This is a tough one because it can be a little bit tricky to pray for them. It can, in a way, knit your heart to them. Now, I don't always advise this for everybody. I, I think that... Um, that we don't always have to be the person to pray for the redemption of our ex. We can trust that the Lord is doing that and he is working that through with other people. But I think that there are moments when we need to pray for our ex or the person who hurt us. We need to pray for them and release them and pray that God is encountering them in powerful ways, whether they're repentant or not. This is a hard thing, you guys, and I, let me tell you, I've walked through this. I, there's moments where, where I, anger does come up a little bit in me, but I am so grateful that I have taken the time to drive on this highway of forgiveness, to take, to take this, all of this stuff and just activate it. I'm so grateful for the Lord for reclaiming my view of forgiveness, not as this idea of landing in a place and everything being great, but the fact that forgiveness is a journey and that's okay, that I need to just continue to step in and step out in forgiveness towards the people who hurt us, not out of my own strength, 
but out of the knowledge that Jesus has forgiven me of everything, of all of my sin, all of my brokenness. He's already forgiven me. And so I can forgive the person who hurt me. I just want to let you guys know that I am with you. I am standing with you. I love you. Thank you for being here and listening to this podcast. Next week, we are going to continue and talking about reclaiming our communication. How do we do that? How do we reclaim communication moving forward? Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus. And there's always hope. Remember, hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.